When the rules of society are broken, things can get a little wild. This is Wild Society. Welcome to the second and final episode of Wild Society. <laughs> final episode. Just joking, it's not our final episode. Okay, but it is our second episode. Yet. We are a true crime comedy podcast. And <laughs> we're all and we're all friends. Maybe. I mean, but are we really friends? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I think we're more It's of in like the a, script. You're supposed associates. to say yes, we're friends. Associates. <laughs> Acquaintances. This, this is episode two, not our final episode. We hope you stay with us for a very long time. We want to bathe with you and become your friend. <laughs> what? All of want your friends. Um, we have a lot. Oh, my name is Chad Previch. Sorry. I'm Bethany. I'm Jordan. I'm Courtney. So last week was our first episode, and we looked at our little sheet that has our numbers. Y'all, 22 states, the District of Columbia, and three other countries downloaded our podcast. That's amazing. It's so huge. great. Listeners, you guys are the best. We're, We're blown away. Recommended by like four or five people that recommend things. <laughs> we are taking over the world. Um, our other country, two people from Iceland. Hey, what's which up? I've always wanted to go there. I know. Which I learned in The Mighty Ducks 2. That Greenland is covered with ice, and Iceland is very nice. I remember that fact, Remember too. that fact? Yeah. I remember that. And then we also had our first Canadian listener from Toronto. Toronto. Shout out. And even Turkey, the country yeah, just of today. Turkey, tuned in. So we are so excited. Thank you. You guys are the best. We enjoyed seeing your videos and your stories and texts that we got of you all listening to it it was really yes, cool yes all the reviews and comments like one seriously made me get teary-eyed it's amazing you guys are the best and you're funny i love hearing what you think are funny quotes too exactly yeah, that was fun to hear back too um the town of the week we have picked and i'm tr- gonna try to say the name correctly <laughs> cheek to toaga new york so thank you to cheek toaga Chiktawaga. You are amazing. <laughs> you all don't don't study, Chad. You won't graduate. Chiktawaga. <laughs> we did lose Clitchy. Clitchy has not. Yeah, Clitchy didn't tune back in. Mm. I think Clitchy didn't tune back in. From tired. France, if you missed last episode, Clitchy was our town of the week, which we didn't call it that last week, but now we're going to call it the town of the week. <laughs> and this is all in, in love. Yes, totally in love. We love how unusual these towns are to us. We're just Southern people. And our website is now live. Bethany, would you like to talk about our website? Yes. Go check out our new website. It's wildsocietypodcast.com. You can listen to all of our episodes there. We're going to kind of build out um, a little bit about us as hosts. It's That's still a work in progress. But um, yeah, it's like a one-stop shop. Everything's there. And you can also link out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the things. It's just a easy hub for everything you can see our show notes you can see pictures from the episode 
which you'll also be able to see pictures on our Instagram when the new episode comes out. So, yeah. And if speaking of Instagram, great segue. <laughs> Uh, we are at Wild Society Podcast on Twitter. We are at Wild Society Pod. So as you're listening, feel free to tweet us and do all the Facebook things, post pictures of yourself listening to us on Instagram. Exactly. So and we can stalk you. Yeah. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you're enjoying us and want to do us a solid, take like two seconds just to make sure you hit subscribe and then scroll down and hit five stars. That will give us a real leg up as we're growing. So two seconds, really quick and easy. 1.7 seconds is yeah, all it takes. Probably that's probably the average. Um, so. Do we ever decide on a hashtag for Twitter? What is it? Hashtag wild society pod. And so it's just the handle name too. Awesome. See how that works out? It makes it easy. <laughs> for Hopefully you. you all can retain all this information. There will be a quiz at the 15-minute mark of this podcast. <laughs> because I blanked out for like the past minute or two. I should have told you to get out your pen and paper before we started. Write all did, this down. Did we say wildsocietypodcast.com? Just go to, yeah, just okay. go to our website. Everything's there. Wild it's all there. Podcast. It tells you how to do all the things. Or you can text my mom, Linda Previch. She will give you all the information you need. All of our moms are the fangirl of the show. It's great. Yeah. My mom's name is in my murder this week. You and mur- my mother-in-law's name. Wait, you're, dun, you murdered dun, your dun. mom? No, my mom's not murdered, oh, thankfully. That's good. That's a good but, thing. But yeah, but her no, name comes not. up in... Murdered moms is not good. No, when that happens. definitely not. <laughs> Shout out to Wanda. Yeah, so listen to this. Courtney and Bethany don't know the story either. So this starts out not funny, but it's, it'll get funny, I promise you. So last year, Jordan and I's house burned down. Uh, very sad. It was very sad. Three of our four dogs died in the... The fire. Very, very right, sad. Peace, and you peace. all were there with us. I was not, not even in town, but you all were there with Jordan, which was amazing. But so they started to rebuild the house. And we go by every day to kind of look at it or whatever. And we were driving by last week. And we're coming down. We're going west on, on the street. Because you have to kind of turn around and park in the back to kind of walk around. So we're driving. And we, we, get, on, we get to a part where kind of the porch is. And there is a woman... In full yoga costume, what? totally decked out. Costume. She's like Lululemon from head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> and she's stretching and doing yoga on her porch, like That's pushing hard. up against the framing, all this stuff. So I was like, no. But then I <laughs> no. realized. Some bitch is doing downward dog on our front <laughs> yes, porch. Yes, totally downward dog. <laughs> and it's like total construction. I want to get zone. to the bottom of it. She, and then it dawned on me, she is could be the same woman that somebody complained about before in our little like Facebook group. This one neighbor came home from work early and she gets home and the same woman is doing chin-ups on her tree, like a young elm tree. So of course she was like, can you leave? Like you're going to ruin my tree. <laughs> can you not? So I'm like, I think this is the woman. So I'm, so Jordan and I get out of our car and we're walking up to go around the porch. And as I turn the corner, I notice two things. Number one, it is the woman. And number two, Jordan is nowhere to be fi- found. He's hiding. <laughs> Because he's light confrontation. Light confrontation. Not, not does the flight. Unless I'm drunk. Then I love confrontation. <laughs> True. Right. So I kind of look up and I look at her and I say, hi, excuse me, this is my property. And she looks at me and goes, so? And she full blown just doesn't miss a beat. She keeps stretching. And I go, well, so can you, can you leave? And she goes, it's, I'm just stretching. Okay. Like doesn't even pretend I'm there. Like I could have been a ghost. And I go, that's fine. But. Can you go somewhere else? And she goes, ah, I'm just stretching. And I go, can you leave and go somewhere else? Oh, my 
my god! So she looks at me, and she just glares at me, and she turns really dramatically and starts walking down the porch. But she is totally like staring at me, she eyes knows. locked. And then she starts kind of swaying. Oh no! And she tilts her head back, and she walked away and stared at me the whole way until I couldn't see her anymore. And then suddenly, no. as soon as she gets out of eye shot, Jordan reappears. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, what's going on? I'm back. Hmm? It was oh. funny, but it was also Bizarre. frightening. It looked like she something. She wasn't home, if you know what I mean. Like, it was weird. <laughs> no but she was in full, nice yoga clothes. It was, it was, it was weird. It was weird. It, was, it freaked us out for a while. It was actually. really weird. Yeah. But she was like kind of swaying, you know. And I was mad at first, but then I was like, I'm kind of impressed with her because that takes some balls to be like so... You Maybe know? she was so embarrassed that she got caught that she was just like, I'm going to I don't think she off. cared. We're, our house is on that main street. She didn't care. <laughs> true. That's true. There's so we'll post, we'll post some pictures of her on her Instagram account. I'm just joking. <laughs> no. We're not going to do that. I think no. I probably stayed hidden because I was afraid of her reaction because she came you out never know. super defensive. Then there's no... I can be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's true because I don't like confronta- confrontation either. But Jordan is like... It takes a while to push him to the point where that will happen, but he'll fin- He'll make sure he finishes if it gets to that point. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that I just walked up there alone. with my house. So crazy. But now to... I kind of want to have a drink with her because I bet she yeah. is a good time. I'm sure. Yeah. To go find her. Yeah. And she'll probably take I'm your sure drink she'll and be drink back. it and she'll be like, so? Put a sign on your front porch that <laughs> so. says, yoga, welcome here. <laughs> we spent the next two days just looking at each other and going, so? <laughs> yeah. Eye contact as you walk away. <laughs> Have any of y'all been watching Love Fraud on Showtime? No, what is no. it? Nope. Okay, it's this crazy, it's a four-part docuseries, and it's this guy who has been conning women for, like, decades, and he's married to, like, 10-plus of them, sometimes multiple at once, and he'll, like, take their money and run. Well, these bad bitches are like, no, Mm-mm. and they form, like, a posse together. And they're like, we're going to find him and bring this guy down. And it's the best because they hire a bounty hunter. Ooh. And her name is Carla. Boba Fett. And she's oh. probably like, she's an she's an older lady. And she's always smoking her cigarette. And she's just like the baddest of badasses. She's incredible. And you know, it's like Marlboro Red. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's not messing around. Very interesting. They, spoiler alert, maybe fast forward 15 seconds if you don't want to know, but they end up finding him and they do an interview with the man. I have never seen narcissistic psychopathy like psychopathy. oozing through a TV. It's creepy. Like Oof. scary AF and he's not trying to be scary, but it's like you are a crazy evil man. No, I'm going to have to watch it. It's really good. So y'all, we are going to try and elevate this small talk into medium talk. <laughs> and I would just like to say Courtney went out of her way and made us all custom name tags for our mics on her cricket. Because she's the basic bitch we love. Yes. I still don't know what a cricket is. It's like (laughs) a really cool, like, cutting machine. You can make all kinds of things with it. You can, like, print out things. Well, that was... (laughs) That was a and great it's description. It's like really hard to explain. Wow. It's all the rage in the crafting great description. world. Yeah. I hope your story's better, Jordan, than that description. <laughs> um, speaking, that was my story. Speaking of stories, <laughs> I can I plug another podcast? Yeah, do it. Um, I think this actually en- ended last year. It was a series, and it's called 1619. I don't know if you... 
I haven't heard that one. The first year slaves came to the United States. Oh. So obviously there's nothing funny about it. Right. But I'm on episode three and it is fantastic. Awesome. Talk to the story of how the slaves came here, you know, through modern, how how we're still affected by that in modern society. And it's, I would say that the way that's done is beautiful, but I don't know if that fits with because the story is really well crafted and telling the truth. Yeah. They're just very tough type of stories, but it's just beautiful. And it's, I think the New York Times is the producer of it. 1619. Yeah. 1619. So great. Very rich storytelling. Love a lot it. of things that I know. I think I'm someone who, you know, I read and I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah. No, there's it's so many crazy. things that we don't know as white privileged people. You know, we've been sheltered from that. I mean, we live in Oklahoma where the Tulsa race riots happened mm-hmm. and they don't even teach that in schools. Most nope. Oklahomans have never heard of yeah. that before. No, so. I didn't until like last year. It's yeah, crazy. It is. They describe that, you know, the slaves were their property, so they didn't want to necessarily kill them, but they were violently brutal to them. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how some of the fields have like a six inch one foot kind of um carved out in the in the ground and what was for was if you were a pregnant slave and you weren't meeting your quota they'd put you in that so you could lay down in the indentation and and beat you and i mean it was just yeah things like that i didn't i had no clue about so it's check it out it's it's just it's it's important to know it's important to be educated on and what's sad is you know it was the 400 anniversary of the of slavery coming here last year mm-hmm. and now we're you know 2020 has just been a horrible year for civil rights and things like that horrible and a lot of light being shed too you know people finally speaking up trying to make a change people who have never spoken before yeah so so i think we'll do the race riots eventually since yes it's tall, we since definitely it's should it's in our backyard basically so right. i've been listening to a podcast that has nothing to do with true crime or civil rights but it's from last year, so I'm a little late. But have did y'all listen to Dolly Dolly Parton's America? Mm-mm. No, but it sounds amazing. It is amazing. I'm just on episode two, and it's so good. Freaking love Dolly Parton. I feel like she should be like the patron saint of our podcast. Everyone loves her. She's amazing. She is a national treasure. She is. But they're talking about like kind of how we were talking about Marilyn last week, how she was kind of before her time feminism movements and stuff. So it's really, it's really. Um, timely it's really good episode one in case you missed it yeah go back to episode one learn all about maryland and then massacres in detroit yes <laughs> chad and i just watched a really interesting documentary i believe we rented it on amazon prime um it's called scotty and the secret history of Hollywood. And it's about this guy named Scotty Bowers. Or if you guys have seen the show, the Ryan Murphy show, Hollywood, it, so good. you know, it's kind of a fictional view of like if Hollywood had gone a certain way. Well, a big part of the show is this gas station and how guys kind of get, what do you, what would you, what was the term you would say? Laid. <laughs> Laid yeah. <laughs> I, I guess like pimped out mm-hmm. for a lack of better terms to celebrities, executives, bigwigs of Hollywood. And some stars that I haven't made it yet, like Rock Hudson, arrive there. And it's basically kind of like a prostitution ring out of this gas station. Well, this documentary is the true story of that gas station. And the guy who ran it, Scotty Bowers, talks about, it's basically just like almost a Hollywood tell-out tell-all of all of these relationships he had with actresses and actors who were, you know, back then in the day, you 
you had to be closeted. You could not come out as gay or you're, you would have no career, right. which is really sad. Mm-hmm. But you learn about all of these celebrities and it's just very, it's explicit, Yeah. but it's so interesting. And I don't want to give too much away, but it was, I, he has a book out called um, Full Service by Scotty Bowers. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) I haven't read it yet. It just came in yesterday. Thank you, Amazon Prime. Um, But I look forward to reading it. It's very, very interesting. And what's the name of the documentary again? Uh, I believe it's called Scotty Bowers, The Secret History of Hollywood. Okay. No, Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. Okay. Sounds really interesting. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. I really liked Ryan Murphy's Hollywood show. Uh, speaking of Ryan Murphy, Ratchet. So good. Is a, it's amazing. <sighs> I saw this review and it described it as a beautiful fever dream. I was like, that's yeah. exactly that's what exactly it is. That's exactly it. Yeah, it's so good. Like, it's like Wes Anderson. is gorgeous. It's just beautiful. And you said Rock Hudson and I got distracted because Rock's, Rock Hudson was a perfect god. Oh, you, I mean, if you don't I know what he looks like, go to Google Images. You had what? I was in love with him when I was little. I was, you know, into old movies. And so oh I was like, Rock Hudson, wow. God. You know, he was one of the first big celebrities who came out as gay and then ended up dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so sad. We sad. do promise this is a true crime comedy <laughs> podcast when we're talking about death and some dark rights. things so far. <laughs> Funny. Hey, it's life. Okay, let's get into it. Yes. All right, let's I'm do so it. excited because Bethany and I get to butt in over and over and over, and yes. we are don't have to worry about reading anything today. To relax. I'm nervous. Drink my you IPA. You should be nervous. I'm nervous, but I'm not nervous. I don't know. It's a weird feeling being on this being on this side of this week. Before we start, Courtney, can you describe? So we all wrote our stories on computers. Jordan printed his out. Tell us how you did your story to prepare. I hand wrote my story in a notebook. And how twice. long is it? It's seven pages long. <laughs> she did that twice, everybody. I did. We are committed if you if I write are questioning it. A thank you card that's three senses, my hand throbs for five hours. <laughs> think of and you wrote one. a seven page book report. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just moved and we can't find our printer. So I was like, well, I'll just I'll just write it out. But honestly, I've always just re- preferred writing over typing anyways. Wow. Yeah. I'm Everyone old school. Has their method. Yeah. So hit it. Okay. Without further ado. All right. Okay, this week I am talking about Christopher Bernard Wilder, the beauty queen killer. Bum, bum, bum. Have any of y'all heard of him? I no, I haven't. I, I feel like you will know him once I get talking about him, but it's a good story, so we're still going to talk about it. He, what would you guys rate his mustache? I say 7 out of 10. Pretty good, but he's got like clown hair going on on top. Yeah, the clown hair. It's, it's got to go. Yeah. He needs to take off his mustache and put it where his hair is missing on his mustache. <laughs> he, can't, he can't tell if he's a firefighter. He wants to be a firefighter. Oh or my a gosh, pedophile. a firefighter. A firefighter yes. Or a In the 80s, yeah. So um, he's also known as the snapshot killer, but mainly known as the beauty queen killer. And I'll start with his early life. So he was born on March 13th, 1945, in Sydney, Australia. Mm. His mom was an Australian native, and his dad was an American naval officer. He almost died at birth, but survived, and then he almost drowned at age two. So if that's not already a sign, I don't know yeah, what it is. God was like, yeah, okay, we need yeah, to Yeah, like, this guy. I don't know if I want you here on earth. Yikes. So 1963, at age 18, Wilder was convicted of his first crime, which was gang rape. Oh, gosh. And supposedly there was two other guys involved, but they, you know, were like, we weren't there, all the things. 
Um, but he was the one that was convicted. So he was sentenced to probation and received electroshock therapy. Yikes. He got probation? He got probation. For gang rape. For gang rape. Oh. And electroshock shock therapy. And I'm like, okay, they said that the shock therapy did more harm than good. Yeah. Naturally. Like, really, you think shocking someone's it's really going to help? percent of the time. Yeah. That's really going to make their brain function better. So at 23, he got married. I couldn't find any information about his wife. I searched for hours, hours on anything about his wife, how they met, where they got married. I know they were in Australia, but I found nothing. She's probably um, like, don't put Yeah, she does not want to be found, y'all. She's mm-hmm. not. She does not want to be known. They were only married one week before she left him. Oh, wow. One week. And the rumor was he creeped her out. <laughs> so I'm like, why did you marry him in the first place? That's why I'm so... I'm like, who is she? Like, were they, were they just like set up or... Maybe she was like, you. last week I was in love, but it's over. You're yeah, so this creepy. week I'm done. You had seven days to prove yourself, and you never <laughs> shaved your mustache, that. so I'm leaving you. <laughs> it was definitely the mustache. It it's also hot three days in. <laughs> Maybe he was hiding his true colors, you know? Maybe. There's a lot of psychopaths that'll hook you in, and then once they think they have you, they're like, oh, JK, I'm a freak. That's very true. You do learn a lot about someone when you marry them, move in with them. All those kinds. He of probably things. put the paper, the toilet paper roll on the wrong side. <laughs> the bad side. That'll do it right then and there. Yeah, you, you, it's a you swipe over. It's right? a, or like not this under. week when Ben didn't bring me coffee in the morning, he walked in with his, and I was like, "Are you serious? Oh, like, yeah. are we are we getting to that point where you don't care about bringing me coffee anymore?" <laughs> It's grounds for, for divorce. divorce. I'm just kidding, honey. I love. <laughs> I feel like Ben needs to be represented on the show by one of us because <laughs> he is a saint. He really is. Ben is such he a is guy. the best husband and best father. Okay, we'll continue. So in 1969, just said so, y'all. Did you hear that? Just said <laughs> so. We're trying not to say so We're trying as not much, to say so. everybody. When like, I listened to myself back last week, uh, I was, oh, I said it every other word. Sorry, I'll work on it. I said um 15,000 times <laughs> during my story. We'll work on it. I'm going to try not to say it. We'll see. In 1969, Wilder immigrated to the U.S. He settled in Boynton Beach, Florida, and he became wealthy and successful by investing in real estate. And at this point, he was only 24. So I'm like, that's, I mean, I feel like that's really young to like uh, be really successful in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, he also became interested in photography and was a race car driver. Oh. So a bunch of like really random man of many talents. Yeah, interests. I like photography and race car driving. And Did he take photos estate. while driving his race car? Because that would be pretty good. <laughs> Seems kind of flighty. Yeah. Yes, definitely flighty. Between 1971 and 1974, he was accused of multiple sexual misconduct crimes. So he enticed female victims by posing as a photographer for modeling agencies. So Mm. slip in that like interest in photography there. He was able to get his sentence, his sentences reduced to probation and therapy again. Like he just must be a charmer. Yeah. That's twice though. Twice. Yeah. So is it nobody seeing red flags? I don't know. Um, he was also never jailed for those convictions for those three years. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. My Siri just went off. When I that. <laughs> Trouble. Bethany gave me the dirtiest look. Airplane <laughs> mode on. You should just leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Recording. In 1982, he visited his parents in Australia. While he was there, he was arrested and charged with sexual misconduct against two 15-year-old girls. Mm. So this time he was arrested, thankfully. 
someone was like, let's do something about this guy. Um, but his parents posted bail. Wow. And he was allowed to return to the U.S. to await his trial. For the other crimes? For the crimes in Australia. Oh, my God. They allowed him to come back here to Florida. I think they should just put you in a room with a bunch of kangaroos in Australia and let them... Just kick you. Out of you. Yeah. They, like, kick you? Yeah. <laughs> Those things don't screw <laughs> they around. They can kill you. I think they're, like, strong enough to knock you out. Yeah. You know? Have you seen the picture of, like, that jacked-up kangaroo? And he's, like, flexing. He's got, like... <laughs> Is that he's, real? like... Hercules kangaroo. Yeah. OMG. He's like the Rock Hudson of kangaroos. <laughs> oh. No thanks. Okay, February of 1984, Wilder was racing his Porsche 911. Is that how you say it? Porsche 911? I know I things think about you cars. Say 911 as a word. I'm pretty Porsche sure it's 911. Porsche 911. <laughs> I don't know. We're not um, at the people. Miami Grand Prix, which I feel like that's a pretty big deal to be racing your car at the Miami Grand Prix. Probably. I don't know. Um, but Rosario Gonzalez was working at the races as a spokesmodel. The Miami Grand Prix was the last time that Rosario Gonzalez was seen. Witnesses say the last time they saw Rosario Gonzalez, she was with a man that fit Wilder's description. So that's really all they know. They're like about that. We don't know what he looks like, but he definitely has a mustache. Yeah. And that was the description <laughs> yes. they gave. And then on March 5th, 1984, same year. Elizabeth Kenyon, a Miss Florida finalist and Wilder's former girlfriend, keep oh. that in mind, mm-hmm. also went missing. So rumors were he proposed to her and she declined. Mm. And then she went missing. So he probably got mad, abducted her. Who knows what happened after that? He was like, now you'll marry me. Yeah. Now you're stuck with forever. me forever. Yep. Yeah. So Rosario and Elizabeth's bodies have never been found to this day. Um, but Wilder was linked to both of their disappearances. And I, some sources said that Elizabeth's family hired a private investigator and he was the one that was able to link like Wilder to them. But he obviously had connections to both of them and was in the same place places as they were before they went missing. So, but the fact that their bodies have never been found is really sad. That is really sad. So the murder of Rosario Gonzalez, so she was first, obviously, kicked off Wilder's six-week cross-country murder spree. Whoa. He took a break for about a week, and then on March 18th, he approached and kidnapped Teresa Waite Ferguson from a mall in Merritt Island, Florida. The 21-year-old's body was found on March 23rd, and there wasn't a lot of information about how he killed her, um, but keep, keep the mall in mind. His next victim, Linda Grover, was 19 years old, and she was a student at Florida State University. He took her for, from Governor's Square Mall in Tallahassee, Florida. So he's kind of sticking around. He's like, oh, I'm going to kind of stay in Florida for a little bit, scoping out the malls. Um, he lured her by asking to photograph her for a modeling agency. So Mm-mm. creepy. So he's it's just like good. using, he's like, oh, I have an interest in photography. Let me just pretend like I know how to photograph models and that's how I'm going to lure these women. Ladies, don't go with a stranger. That's how no. I got Jordan. Take your picture. <laughs> I pulled oh, out my little, oh my, my little, my uh, little, my little. What's Bethany's cannon that you like snapped. Like they closed a sidekick, like, a little sidekick, and I was like, I'm a professional <laughs> photographer. A sidekick. No, you found Bethany's cannon from last week. Yeah, the power shot. The power mm-hmm. shot. Love the power, power shot. shot. It said that he assaulted her. Get this, y'all. Bound her hands, wrapped her in a blanket, and put her in his trunk. He then drove her to Bainbridge, Georgia, all right, to a hotel where he raped her and super glued her eyes shut. No. Oh, my gosh. No, no. And you're a, 
you're alive. Like, you know that's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. 100%. You just can't see. Like, how awful. And how painful. Yes. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Some sources say he even bound her feet with copper wires and passed electric current (gasps) through them. So he's just torturing this girl in this hotel room. Like, I can't even imagine. So she tried to escape but ended up locking herself in the bathroom and just started screaming, which, like, go Linda. Like, yay, wow. Go for go good good girl can, yeah girl. that's what you're supposed to do so that scared him so he grabbed everything he could from the hotel room and and fled wow. and he ended up fleeing Georgia so she survived oh, thank goodness wow. Yay, yes Linda I know and Lindas are tough yes they yes are I knew that tough. since I was a kid and that was also what's your mom's name mm-hmm. yeah Linda Chad's mom it's not, not Linda but not mom. in the story but not in the story not the same my mom has never oh my gosh, had her now there's eyes three moms glued. in this story. Like earlier, I said, my mom's name is in this story. Your mom's name oh is in this God. story. My mother-in-law's name is in this story. Wow. Moms. Anyways, so. Now I felt left out. My mom's not in the story. She could be. We're not to the end yet. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Jeannie. <gasps> nope. There's a Jeannie. The guy, is a, he rubs the lamp. Remember for the wish? <laughs> Wrong spelling. <laughs> oh. Different spelling. So what's good about her getting out is she was able to obviously go to police, kind of give a description, all those things. Because she obviously saw him before. He glued her eyes shut. So I can't get over that. That is like a next level. It's just extreme torture. Ugh. So March 21st, he approached Terry Walden, who was 23 in Beaumont, Texas. Again, at a mall. Don't go to the mall. <laughs> yeah. How about like, don't, when you're at the mall, don't fucking go with creepy dudes with receding hairlines and mustaches. <laughs> Have you never seen the lovely bones? This is in the 70s though, right? 80s. 80s. Everyone yeah. was going with strangers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but girls today, don't we're better educate. That's why we're doing this podcast. To don't blame the people. victim. Yeah. You know what? Don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line. I don't even trust yourself. you guys. I don't trust you at all. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyone who hands, hand writes a story out, I don't trust. Oh, Something's come up. on. It looks so pretty, though. So Terry was 23. She was a wife, a mother to a four-year-old daughter, and a nursing student. So that just, like, breaks my heart, obviously, because I'm a mom. And he asked her to pose as a model, and she declined. So she was smart. She was like, no thanks. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to go with you, crazy dude. Yeah. But two days later, Terry revisited the mall, where Wilder then kidnapped her. Mm. He stabbed her to death, and her body was found March 26th, 1984, in a canal, like, close by to the mall. She didn't make it. Poor girl. Like, uh, if, usually when you're stabbed, me. usually when you're stabbed to death, you didn't make it. Well, the thing is, is I'm sad because I'm like, she turned him down. Like, she did. She did the right it, thing. She yes. was like being smart about it. Yes. And then for some reason, she had to go back to the mall and he took her. He was there again, still scouting and just was she like, well, this time you don't get to say no. Skirt. It's always that one skirt. Yeah, you can Shop do online. without. Do without Shop for a day. Online, <laughs> no, support your local Shop stores. Online. Shop <laughs> online. Support your local stores. <laughs> it's a public the service mall. announcement. Shop, Shop online. The, the Mall Association of America just put out a statement against us. <laughs> so Wilder struck again on March 25th. So we're like, I mean, he's just going a day or two in between these things. You guys are keeping track. Jeez. And he took... Are y'all paying attention? I'm looking at your photos. Look at the photos. Suzanne Logan from Penn Square Mall no. in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. You guys, that's our local mall. It's literally two miles away from where we're recording. I was about to say, it's literally just two miles from where we're sitting right now. She kind of looks like my mom, too. That's creepy. She's got great she's hair. She's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she's she's got that, like, Farrah Fawcett hair. Great smile. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Which chills. I'm sure most of these, all these women are gorgeous. I got chills. 
He stabbed her to death, and it's not clear clear where her body was exactly found, but some sources say it was found in Kansas. So he just has this weird thing of, like, taking them and fleeing with them to somewhere else because he keeps mm-hmm. driving to Georgia and to Oklahoma right. and Kansas and Texas and wherever, I guess, the wind is blowing him. But he's taking them with him, which is odd. Still in March, but the 29th in Grand Junction, Colorado. So now I've moved even farther north. Wilder interested 18-year-old Cheryl Bonaventura. And any guesses where he met her? At a mall. Oh, at the <laughs> mall. I was either going to say an airplane hangar or a mall. Or the mall. I think there might be a pattern forming, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. He definitely has. You should join the he FBI. Definitely has definitely. an MO, that's for sure. <laughs> they need to call us just the shopping mall killer. Right? Yeah. I know. So again, asking if she wanted to pose as a model. And she she went with it. And witnesses from a nearby restaurant say that they saw the two dining together. So it wasn't an instant kidnapping or napping her from the mall. Like, he actually sat down with this girl and had a meal, Hmm. which is also odd. Yeah. I mean, just psychopath. Right. Written all over it. Was it Cinnabon? (laughs) (laughs) Or Or Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's. Oh, my God. If you see me eating Charlie's with somebody, you know that's a signal for help. Can oh we God. talk about Auntie Anne's real quick? It's so pretzel oh in the world. It's so good. Girl, you can smell them pretzel. like right when you walk in the door to the mall. Oh, like it doesn't matter the if they're on the other side. You can still they smell them. They need to make them. those like scents, scentsies. Do they really? Scentsies? <laughs> Food scentsy? I don't know about that. That'd be dangerous. The waitress was telling authorities that she overheard them talking about going to Las Vegas because they were kind of looking for him at this point. He's killed a couple of girls. Um, her body was found on May 3rd, and she had been shot and stabbed to death and was dumped near a river in Utah. Mm-hmm. So on the, I guess on the way to Vegas, he was like, we're done. So she thought he was like, like dateable, yeah. a normal guy. Yeah. And legit. I mean, granted, she was only 18 years old, which, yeah. No, he probably has a lot of charisma. I think that's like a lot of thing with serial killers is they seem to have be very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he was only, this is 84. I can't do math. Just like last week. So well, the Tigers won the World Series in 84. He was born in, what did I say, 45? <laughs> it was 84. Can you do the math for me? I'm literally horrible at math. He was 52 years old. 39. He was not 52. 39. 39. Yeah. Yeah. He was 39. Once again, this is not a math podcast. This is not. Yeah. Definitely not a math podcast. podcast. Those are some nerds on another channel. Okay. Ben. <laughs> Why Sorry, you, honey. Love that's you. That's the second episode in a row. We've had two, 100% of our episodes you've called him a nerd. <laughs> he is, though. He totally is. It's a good thing. Nerds it is good. Guess. Always marry the nerd. I said that last week. I'm going to say it again. Wilder then went to Las Vegas, so he was still headed to where the waitress said he was going. Um, and he attended the 17 Magazine Cover Model competition, which also has me asking, like, how did he even get into that? Yeah. Like, I feel like you have to be a pretty high-profile person to make it into the 17 Magazine Cover Model competition. I mean, that's know. a pretty Again, big deal. it's the 80s. Like, they weren't really filtering yet. You know what I mean? I guess so, but still. It's like, wouldn't you be... Okay, well, look at your photos. Because in the photos, you Ooh, can creepy. see him. You can see him. So he's, like, sitting front row Ew. of this competition. So that right there tells me... Which, right, we heard he raced in the Grand Prix and he's got money and whatnot. So I guess maybe that got him in there, but still, creeptastic. Yeah. He looks like Jack Nicholson from The Shining. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, legit. But creepier somehow. Way creepier. So there, at the competition, he laid eyes on 17-year-old Michelle Korfman, who was an aspiring model, and she was in the competition herself. She disappeared from that event on April 1st. Her body wasn't found until May 11th in Southern California. So he again took her from Vegas 
to SoCal, which to me, I'm like, if you're going to murder someone, wouldn't you just drop them right there? Because it's a lot harder to take a body cross state line. Well, but if they're found in a place they're not from, it's probably harder to identify. I guess that's true because you're crossing jurisdictions and their family's not like, you know, filing anything in that city. That's true. I love when we get murderers tips. We're just like, (laughs) hey, for you listening at home, call call somebody. Move them somewhere yes. else. <laughs> Cross jurisdiction lines and hope that the cops don't talk to each other. <laughs> I don't think it goes that well anymore. No, it does. Back in the day, you're you're not you're going to get caught. Don't do I it. I don't know. We heard what the murder rate um, solved the clearance rate That's is true. on last week's That's episode. That great. That's called a plug. Go back and listen, <laughs> listen to listen to episode one. So no info on how she was killed, um, but again, I showed you that. That photo, we'll post it to our Instagram so you guys can go see it of him at the Seventeen Magazine competition. So now he's in SoCal. He's literally made his way all over. And on April 4th, he abducted Tina Rasico. I don't know how to say that. Rasico, who was 16 after photographing her again, posing as She's a model. She was a baby, 16. She was a baby, just 16. Mm-hmm. That was his youngest girl so far. So he assaulted her, but unlike all the other girls, he decided to keep her alive. And he decided to take her with him to lure other victims. Oh, no. So it was – in some of the sources, they said she was kind of robotic. So he was like, Mm. oh, she's not going to really care and she's going to do what I say. Mm. So he was like, oh, she can help me get people. So we're just going to – she's going to go with me on this little road trip. The scary thing about people like this is it seems like they've done their research. To know who to take to have a less chance of getting caught. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is so creepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some other sources gave a little bit of background on Tina. And they were saying, like, she had a bad childhood and, like, all these other things. So she was just kind of one of those people that was submissive and, you know. She'd been through a lot of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. There was was issues in herself. So, you know, he, he obviously saw that within her. He preyed on her. Yeah. He definitely did. Wilder and Rosico traveled to Indiana, where she helped him take 16-year-old Donette Wilt from a mall. Wilder raped Donette multiple times as Rosico drove them toward New York. Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah. So, Nightmare. as a 16-year-old, you're driving the car and you're listening, I guess, to everything that's mm-hmm. happening behind you. In some way, that's like, that's worse than just murdering them, because they're... L- they're going to have to live with that forever. Yeah. yeah they're Well, and the whole time you're probably thinking, well, next they're going to kill me. And I'm next. Yeah. 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 I mean, she, like, should I pull over? Like, what should I do? Yeah. I mean, know? she's just complying so that she doesn't get killed, I would assume, mm-hmm. at this point. A lot of times they say, like, you leave your body almost. So I wonder if she was just, like, checked, checked out. out. Yeah. That, I feel like that's what I would do. Well, and she's 16. So, I mean, yeah, it's a baby. I'm sure frightened out of her mind. Yeah. Ugh, so sad. Once they got to New York, he took Donette into the woods where he strangled her and stabbed her twice. Fortunately, mm. she survived and was able to describe Wilder to police again. Oh, wow. So she also was able to tell them he had been just talking about heading to Canada. So, again, this guy's killed multiple times. The police are on him, you know. Mm-hmm. And at this time, he was on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. And I have the flyer. In the pictures, you guys can also check that out on Instagram of his wanted poster. Can I reverse something really quick? Yeah, he looks worse without a mustache. He and really with a beard. does. I would go oh. just keep the weird mustache. How do, I don't know how you get uglier <laughs> shaving it, that horrible mustache off, but it it happens. Also, he's not cute. Girls stay away from him. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know what, what... I mean, maybe it was the fact that he wasn't cute, so he looked like a dad figure, maybe? I don't maybe. know. I mean, maybe oh, he had okay. a hat on. <laughs> You're just not yeah, into the I'm photographer, into photographer's the, hat. The landing strip of hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He does have a He couldn't help it. He has <laughs> hair loss problems. Mm, you're on Bosley. Or so, just shave it off. Like, just yeah, go, go bald. You know, yeah, bald is that's beautiful. That's true. Own it. The police were out searching for him. He wasn't good at covering up his crimes, and he was killing quickly. So obviously, they're like, we got to find this guy before right. he has any more victims. On April 12th, Wilder forced Elizabeth Dodge, so another Elizabeth girl, who was 33. And I put in parentheses here, not the typical typical age of his victims. So all of his victims up till now have been like 25 and younger. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of weird that hmm. all of a sudden he's got a three, 33-year-old. You picked that up, Courtney. Are you in the FBI? No. <laughs> Do you have something to tell us? <laughs> I mean, that'd be really cool. Oh, that would be cool. But I'm not. I'm just a mom, y'all. <laughs> just yeah. a mom? I mean, I am raising a tiny human. You should be... The future like, of America. Yes. Teaching her all the right things. By the way, are you going to post the video of her dancing to our theme song? Yes. yes yeah, you we'll need post to. That for yeah, you we'll post that for sure. I'm so glad you just have one kid, too, because you should never have more kids than you have car windows. Wait, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Was that on your joke I'm list? I'm on my third glass of wine. Oh my. <laughs> Was that on your joke list? <laughs> he didn't even look at. He hasn't even looked at his notes. He I don't think. Oh, he, he is. I can tell. Three car windows. <laughs> I'm like, well, how many? I'm like in my head thinking, how many car windows are there? That's what I did too. I'm like, like how many? Six. 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 Oh well, god, that's way too much. No, time. I think eight. No, nope, nope, there's nothing against you having six. six. Kids. I'm just, no, no, no. I'm talking about me. car windows. Six. Because you, you count those little ones, right? They count too. That's a lot. I have a One. Ford es- Escort <laughs> Focus. It's not that. Like, Some people have vans. Don't or say like what kind of crazy. That's embarrassing. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Moving on. Mercedes- Moving on. Mercedes. <laughs> so he forced her into his car from a mall in Victor, New York. Tina, remember the girl, the six-year-old girl that was with him, yeah. followed behind him in Dodge's vehicle. They drove a short distance before stopping at a gravel pit where Wilder forced Elizabeth Dodge into the pit and shot her to death. <sighs> So this also is kind of weird. After killing Elizabeth Dodge, Wilder took Tina to Logan Airport in Boston, where he bought her a plane ticket to go back home to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. So just all of a sudden, he's like... surprising. Was it first class? Done. I sure hope so after everything he put her through. She deserves it. Here, thanks for driving. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thanks for stealing cars and helping me lure lure women. Lure women. How do you say that? Here's a keychain with your name on it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Tina. Yeah, so odd that he just kind of let his victim go. Because she was still a victim. He didn't kill her, but she was still a victim. And she had witnessed a lot. Yes, she had witnessed quite a bit at age 16. Um, April 13th, he stopped at a gas station in Colebrook, Colebrook, New Hampshire. He was noticed by two state troopers who began to approach him. Because, again, at this point, everybody knows his face. Like, it's gone around. They're like, this guy needs to be taken off the street. He was Mr. Mustache 1984, so he's pretty famous at this point. (laughs) So as they started to approach him, he retreated to his car to grab his 357 Magnum, which is a gun. Bad idea. Very bad. A 357 Magnum. Thank you for telling me it's a gun. (laughs) You know? I mean, it's not a condom. (laughs) It's not a condom. It's a gun, y'all. She's like, he had a shotgun, which is a gun. Here's the thing. (laughs) We're in Oklahoma. But not all of our listeners are from here. It's true. That's so true. We go you, all the way to Turkey now. We do. So I don't know. You know, some people don't know about guns like we do here. So some I people just might think it's that. a cocktail. Three fifty seven. Exactly, Jordan. Exactly. It probably is it's a, a cocktail. I it bet. Probably is, and probably a condom too. Yeah. Yes. So he went to go get his gun, 
and one trooper was able to grab him from behind, and a struggle happened, as it would. Two shots were fired, one of which hit Wilder in the chest and killed him instantly. Oh, the one before that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) seriously. And the the bullet before that went through Wilder and actually went into the trooper, but it. Oh, wow. It didn't, it hurt him, but it didn't kill the trooper. Oh, good. So there's speculation on, was Wilder trying to commit suicide? Like, did he shoot himself in the chest on purpose or did he? Oh, he shot himself? Well, it doesn't say. I couldn't, this is just like speculation of like, was he, you know, like suicide by cop? Like, was he trying to get killed? Like by committing suicide or like, was this really just a struggle and it just was a an accidental type thing that mm-hmm. these shots like was went he off. trying to get himself shot right yeah so that's that's speculation and i couldn't really find anything on you know obviously hearsay there's a whatever right so his body was shipped because he was in new hampshire his body was shipped back to florida in a cardboard box and i found that photo so i included that it doesn't even look like a very well constructed cardboard box no. <laughs> it looks like you bought a Christmas tree from Walmart, yeah. and it got rained on, and that's what this box looks like. Yeah, it actually see, like, looks like s- a stack of drywall. It does. <laughs> it kind of does look like a stack. I mean, of they drywall. were just like, "Who cares about this dude? Like, yeah. he just killed a well, bunch of women." Who does care about this, right? Dude? Yeah, no, good Seriously. for them. They wanted to save some taxpayer dollars. I'm all for it. So, yeah, but how how odd? I mean, I wonder if the if the people like transporting it actually knew that it was body, or if they're just like, "Oh yeah, we're just sending Here's this package to Sally." Like, what's package going on? To Sally. <laughs> Poor Sally. <laughs> we love Sally's. Sally could be into some weird shit. We don't we don't know anything about Sally. <laughs> so when he got when his body got back to Florida, he was cremated there and the whereabouts of his remains are unknown. Hmm. Um now, so who knows. He never stood trial for the charges against the two 15-year-old girls in Australia. Remember mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. way, way, way back when? So what happened with that is the trial just like kept getting pushed, kept getting pushed, and then he died before he could. Stand trial. And his multi-million dollar estate was divided among the victims' families, which is great. Because he was a real that oh, real wow. estate he, mogul yes. thing. He a was a millionaire? Yes. yes, he was a multimillionaire. Wow. Okay. And different sources named to different numbers, so I didn't want to yeah. put an actual number, but all of them were but millions. That's quite well, successful. Not yeah. That's why he was average. attractive. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so. he took that wallet out. He took yeah. that wallet out. I'm just Plus amazed Benjamins. that he can do all this. Like he I mean, granted it was only six weeks. But he still was able to be like he still had enough of a brain to be successful. But that I guess that's not uncommon with killers. Did it say why he was targeting like the, the beauty queen? No, really, it didn't. Like, okay, because he was got shot dead, so they probably never got that. <laughs> yeah, one. well, and I kind of almost wonder because the the second woman that we think he took was the girl that he proposed to, and she said like no. That cut him loose or something. Yeah, and she was a Miss Florida finalist oh so she was a beauty queen i mean she was a beauty queen it reminds me of ted bundy because his the girl that he loved he proposed to and she said no and then all of his victims looked like her see yeah that's that's what i'm gathering so that's like a that's a thing i guess so he was like i'm just gonna hate all the women that are beautiful because this one did me said no i kind of wrote out a list um just because it was a lot of info he had six confirmed deceased victims and they ranged from the age 18 to 33, most of them under the age of 23, though. He had three surviving victims. Linda Grover, who was the girl that got away from the hotel room mm-hmm. with her eyes mm-hmm. glued shut. Tina Rosico, who was the one that went with him to help lure the victims. And then Donette Wilt, who was the other 16-year-old that he took to the woods. Mm-hmm. 
But doing further research and stuff, there is like a whole huge list of other possible victims of his that was never, it's never been solved. So the Rosario, Gonzalez, and Elizabeth Kenyon, that was the girl he proposed to, their bodies were never found. So it's just speculation that he killed them. It was never. Okay. They think he did it, but they couldn't confirm it because their bodies were never found. And then this is where my mom's name comes in. Shout out Wanda. The Wanda Beach murders in Australia happened in the 70s, I believed, and he is supposed to, supposedly did that. And I didn't want to do go into detail of that one because maybe we'll do it later. Okay. Oh, a cliffhanger. Yep. <laughs> That's called a cliffhanger. It is. And then these are a few others that I kind of read up on, and they also had a lot of information, so I think they're bigger ones too. But Colleen Orsborne, she was 15 from Daytona Beach, Florida. Mary Opitz. 17 from Fort Myers, Florida, and Tammy Lynn Leppert, 18 from Cocoa Beach, Florida. So all around the area of where he lived, all these girls that were found dead and there's no connections of their murderer. Hmm. I feel like once you kill a few, I mean, anything's possible. You know what I mean? The odds are he just stopped at whatever number probably is not true. Did you say Colleen, by the way? Colleen? Isn't it? Is it Colleen? Okay, that's between a north and a south thing. I think so, because I was like, what's Colleen? <laughs> what's Colleen? So I've met both. I've met a Colleen and a Colleen. I think but it's I was just Colleen. saying Colleen. Colleen, If you guys Colleen. can call out my dolls from last week, no, I'm calling out dolls. Colleen, because there's no way her name's Colleen. Colleen. Okay. Like Jolene. <laughs> like Jolene. <laughs> Colleen. 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 So yeah, Colleen. that was the story of Christopher Bernard Wilder, the beauty queen killer. Wow. Well done. And the irony is that he was killing beauty queens and he is not a beauty king. Nope. Fact. Hashtag the mall killer. Yeah, mall killer. Seriously. Good job, Courtney. Thanks. Good job. Are you glad that it's over? I'm really glad. (laughs) I feel my body temperature slowly lowering because I'm getting really hot. You did so good. Thanks. Yay. All right. Today's wild story is about Vesna Vulovich. Nailed Can you it. say that again, please? You nailed it. Vesna Vulovich. Can we call her like Vesi? Vesna Vulovich. <laughs> the girl go. who fell 30,000 feet. Vesna Vulovich. I don't know if it's a Vulovich or Vulovich, whatever y'all want to say. I thought it was Vulovic, but it's Vulovich. She's not related to <laughs> Chad Previch. Vesna Vulovich was born in Belgrade in the country of Serbia, on January 3rd, 1950. Her father was a businessman, and her mother was a fitness instructor. So she did Pilates. <laughs> she was the first really? Pilates instructor. <laughs> Maybe oh my that's God. who was at your house. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my yeah, God. Vesna Vigovic was at our house. Oh, oh my God. So. She did. You have to ask her. So. I, mm-hmm. so. I knew she was Russian. Driven by her love of the Beatles... You know, I'm not a huge Beatles fan. I oh, prefer the Rolling Stones. I prefer the Rolling Stones. As I sink down in my seat. <laughs> we can't be on you. I did love the Beatles love show in Vegas, though. It was amazing. <laughs> you know the Beatles weren't really there, right? Oh, my God. Well, I know, but it was amazing. <laughs> All of the music people are tuning out now. Yeah. Wait. The Beatles Bye, see I hope you come back later. No, of course. <laughs> anyway, Wulovich traveled to the United Kingdom after completing her first year of college hoping to improve her English language skills. Once in the UK, she initially stayed with her friend's parents in Newbury, but wanted to move to London. 
I mean, who doesn't want to move to London? Ugh, I want to go there so bad. I mean, oh, I know me too. I've never been. I was me- supposed to go this year, but COVID. I'm recording in London. COVID happened. <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> it was there that she met up with a friend who suggested they move to Stockholm, Sweden, because they wanted to get in early on that IKEA shit. Is this a Stockholm oh Syndrome episode? Is this where Stockholm yes. Syndrome comes from? No. Oh. No. Unfortunately. Wow. When she told her parents she was living in the Swedish capital, they freaked out because, you know, it's a party city. I guess it was back then anyway. And they were concerned she was going to turn into a druggie. She was going to have all the sex and do all the drugs and all that kind of stuff. She was the... First person ever to say YOLO. <laughs> that means you only live once for <laughs> Courtney didn't know what that meant. I did. <laughs> I did. Anyway, after they learned that she had moved there, her parents wanted her back home like at once. There was no question. Uh, upon returning back to Belgrade, Mulovich decided to become a flight attendant after seeing one of her friends in a flight attendant's uniform. Oh, she she's cute. Like- <laughs> I want to be like her. <laughs> oh, she cute. That's why I went into PR. I was like, I love what they wear. Mm. That's not why. Wear slacks. <laughs> like some of the best fashion came out of the fifties. Like, oh yeah. Oh, it's my favorite Mad Men style. She looks so nice. And had just been to London for the day. Wait, Vulevich was that part of the story? She works. I am quoting Vulovich. She looks nice. She looks nice. She said, "Are you talking to me?" Yes. I she nice, had looked so nice, and she had just been to London for the day. Vulovich recalled, "I thought, why shouldn't I be an air hostess? I could go to London once a month." Hey, air hostess. I like that. I know. Sounds very formal. Mm, fancy. So she joined JAT Airlines, Yugoslavia's national flag carrier and largest airline, in 1971. Now we move on to JAT Flight 367, the infamous Flight 367. Did you figure out how to pronounce the airlines? I did. I had to look it up. I could not find What's it, anything. How do you say it? Well, it's JAT. But I was oh. like, is it JAT? Did you say JAT? Is it, yeah. Oh, okay. And thanks to That's Chad, I looked it up and I found like an interview Actually, no, I found a JAT commercial saying <laughs> really? how they pronounced it. Because I was like, is it JAT? Do I say JAT? Is it something weird in whatever language they speak? Sorry, you know what's weird about, I'm from Oklahoma. I don't know. What's weird about that commercial is the whole premise was that the song was like, you'll never fall 30,000 feet, <laughs> JAT Airlines. And then this happened and they, <laughs> they had to cancel it. Yeah. Can you all tell Chad's in PR? <laughs> per, I'm in per. Per. <laughs> also can we just say i hate flying i'm scared to death of flying i have to take xanax before i fly i sometimes <laughs> i'm not gonna lie sometimes i drink a glass of wine with my xanax when i fly i have he, to do it he's so bad that one time i did all the things we prepare i went to um netflix i downloaded all the shows i wanted to watch i was having a good old time watching the, uh, the office and he was like he tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, take your headphones off and stay quiet. I need you to, to be listening to me this whole flight. <laughs> I sat there for two hours just staring at my seat because he was getting so sweaty and nervous. Oh. No, but I, I found my, well, I found my niche. So. My niche. <laughs> or my niche. Or what, what are you doing? That's not niche. <laughs> my niche. My niche. Whatever. <laughs> so what I do is I take two Xanax. Sometimes I have a little glass of wine if there's, you know, we're waiting a while. I get in my seat, I pop on the Devil Wears Prada 
good one. And I usually don't remember anything from that point on. And that's how I like Mm -hmm. it. That's true. (laughs) That's 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 a perfect flight. (laughs) One time we were on this plane and the the pilot did a perfect, you know, sometimes you have to circle the airport because you're early. Right. He did this perfect slow circle. I didn't even realize we were turning. And he grabs me and he goes, we just did the 360. No, that that plane did a 360. It did not. That plane did a right angle. Babies were sleeping. People were were reading poetry out loud. And he's like, that was a 360. We're going down. (laughs) No. For those of you who live in Oklahoma City, one second I saw Edmund, the next I saw the Capitol. Okay? It was... (laughs) But you're going 500 miles an hour in an airplane. That's what happens. No. It was blink of an eye. How would you feel if Ben was flying the plane? Probably safe, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, then. We'll see. We'll have him take you We'll up. see. That doesn't sound like a ever vote of since I discovered Xanax on the plane, it's been like kumbaya. Life's got It's just, I don't really care. Ben's a great pilot. But he doesn't, he doesn't fly airline. One time I flew from uh, Oklahoma City to Vegas by myself. I think I had only flown by myself. That was the first time I flown by myself, actually. And I had an anxiety attack on the plane. Ugh. And... I remember I got really hot. I was sitting in the window. I had two people next to me and I was like sweating. I felt like I was going to throw up. So I went to the bathroom, threw up, Uh went back to the seat. They called the flight attendant. She came. I had to tell them I was a diabetic. She went and got a Coke. She put like a wet rag on the back of my neck. Everybody's staring at me. It was not fun. Was it Vesna? Was she your flight attendant? No. Oh. Yeah, I want to hear more about her. Oh, yes. Okay. So anyway, she joined uh, JAT um, in 1971. So we're going to move on to Flight 367. JAT Flight 367 flying from Stockholm to Belgium with stops in Copenhagen and Zagreb, Croatia, arrived in Denmark on the morning of January 25th, 1972. My great-grandfather came from Denmark. Did he really? Those are my people. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm Is that where all the redheads are? Apparently. Yeah. Also, they have... Are you anti-redhead? No, oh, no, I love it. Good. I love the redheads. Free health care for all. In Denmark? In Denmark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to Vesna, she was not actually originally scheduled to be on that flight. Uh, but JAT confused her with another girl named Vesna. Because, I mean... Maybe Vesna over there is actually like the... It's like the Brittany. Yeah, it's the, the Brittany over here. I don't know. But anyway, she was excited to travel to Denmark for the flight because it was her first time visiting the country. The crew had the entire afternoon and following morning to themselves, so her and her colleagues spent the time shopping. One thing I did read about this was that that morning when she was out shopping, she kind of noticed that everyone seemed very melancholy. They all kind of seemed, and she was quoted as saying, they all kind of seemed like they would die. Oh, like weird. they were shopping, like it was, it, it, they were all kind of acting like it was their last day on earth. It, it, she said it was very weird. That's but they, this thing. was outside the airport? Yeah, this oh. was this was before, they, they went out to explore the city to go shopping. Ooh. And it's just something that Strange. she had just noticed. Flight 367 departed from Stockholm, Arlanda Airport at 1.30 p.m., on January 26th, the plane was at McDonnell Douglas. No, I'm sorry. The plane was a McDonnell Douglas DC-9. Maybe Ben knows what that is. 
I'm sure he does. I have no idea. I have pictures of it. Some sort of airplane. It looks big. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah, a big, big airplane. Big airplane. Very descriptive of me. Yes. It landed in Copenhagen Airport at 2.30 p.m., whereupon Vesna and her colleagues boarded the plane. She recalls, as it was late, we were in the terminal and saw it park. I saw all the passengers in the crew deplane. One man in particular seemed terribly annoyed. I wasn't the only person who noticed him either. Other crew members saw him as well, as did the station manager in Copenhagen. Flight 367 departed Copenhagen Airport at 3.15 p.m. At 4.01 p.m., an explosion tore through the baggage compartment. The explosion caused the plane to break apart over the Czechoslovak village of Srpska Kamenis. Vesna was the only survivor. What? She was discovered by villager Bruno Honk, who, and they're laughing. I can, they're trying not to laugh, but I couldn't find the pronunciation for his last name. It's H-O-N-K-E. So it's honk, honk I guess. <laughs> Chad's dying over there. And Courtney's about to say beep, beep. <laughs> His name's Honk. <laughs> They're dying. Anyway, um, he we heard her screaming. Work on our pronunciations of. Yes. It's probably like Hongre or something. Huh? It's probably like Hongre. We're like, it's Bob Honk. It's honk. probably pronounced Smith. <laughs> I mean, in Oklahoma, it's Bob Honk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he heard her screaming in the wreckage. Her uniform was covered in blood, and her heels had been torn off from the force of the impact. Weird. But her shoes were still on? No, they, well, they, oh, got, like the they whole were blown shoe off. Was off. Okay, like I thought you meant, the like, the just the heel part. I, I guess like, that's so. bizarre. Um, they, had, they had said what kind of heel it was. I can't remember, but I think they... They made it, like, important. Like, it might have been one of those kinds that had, like, a strap... Mm-hmm. on it or something. That's why it was like her heels had been torn off. Mm. But, uh, anyway, he had been a medic during World War II and he was able to keep her alive until the rescuers arrived. Wow. I love how people are always at, like, it seems like there's always the right people at the right place at the right time. You know what I mean? Like, how lucky can you be? That's because we live in a simulation <laughs> and none of this is real. It's According to some. But so thankful for Mr. Honk. <laughs> Mr. Honk is the man. Air safety investigators attributed to Vesna's survival to her being trapped by a food cart in the rear of the plane as it broke away from the rest of the airplane. When the cabin depressurized, the passengers and other flight crew were blown out of the plane and fell to their deaths. Oh, wow. Literally my worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. Literally, this is what goes in my head every time I get into a plane, this situation right here. So they didn't even, like it wasn't the explosion that killed them. They just like fell. Right. From in the air. So terrible. Oh. Yeah. So she was. I'd rather die in the the explosion. Yeah. She was pinned to the back of the plane by the food cart. Okay. So basically, if there's, if you're ever on an airplane and it starts going down, run for that freaking food cart cart. immediately. (laughs) Uh, Investigators believed that the rear of the plane with Vesna pinned inside landed at an angle in a heavily wooded and snow covered mountainside which cushioned her impact. And I believe if you can look on like the pictures, you can like see it's like snowy and it's whatnot. There's snow on the ground. We can't. We can't. I don't I'm like, see any Is there snow, snow on the see, ground? I don't see a drop of snow on that. Picture. Okay, well, girl, there's snow. supposed to be some snow <laughs> somewhere. Jordan, there's, did you make up the story? No. There's, is that You're like, snow? oh, maybe Bob by, Honk is in it. There's snow and, and maybe it's by July. The time they took the photo. Maybe it melted because yeah. it was yeah. probably on fire. 
Oh, oh yeah. that, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, it cushioned her, her impact. Uh, her doctors concluded that her history of low blood pressure caused her to pass out quickly after the de- the cabin depressurized, and that kept her heart from bursting oh my on impact. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. She had said that she had been aware of her low blood pressure before applying to become a flight attendant, and she knew it would result in a failure of her medical exam, so she drank an excessive amount of coffee. Hmm. Before she took the test and she passed. Look, I have mad respect for her. She wanted this job and she she got it. She got it. You drank that coffee. She did what she had in to your do. cup. Between 1962 and 1982, this is just a little side note. Creation nationalists carried out 128 terrorist attacks against Yugoslav civilian and military targets. The Yugoslav authorities suspected that they were to blame for the bringing down of Flight 367. However, on the day of the crash, um, a bomb exploded aboard a train traveling from Vienna to Zagreb, injuring six people. A man describing himself as a Croatian nationalist called the Swedish newspaper Valposten the following day and claimed responsibility for the attack. No arrests, however, were ever made, and the Czechoslovakian Civil Aviation Authority later attributed the explosion to a briefcase bomb. Hmm. So wait, I have to ask. He said, oh, I did it, but they didn't arrest him? I guess back then they couldn't, there was no way of tracing who made the call into, there was no way of like phone tracing, I guess. Oh. I mean, that's the only way I can think about it. He clearly wanted, like, recognition. Yeah, recognition for it. Following the crash, uh, Vesna spent several days in a coma. Uh, She fractured her skull, which caused hemorrhaging. She also suffered two broken legs and three broken vertebrae, one of which was completely crushed. Her pelvis was fractured, and several ribs were also broken. Man. I know. Homegirl's tough. It's a bad day. I got a paper (laughs) cut once and took a week off of work. (laughs) <laughs> she's tough her injuries uh resulted in her being temporarily paralyzed below the waist wow she had total amnesia from the hour before the fall until one month afterwards oh wow I so guess she could not recall thing, anything yeah that's probably is a good thing that's the brain working yeah for protecting your, your well, favor, and because yeah. she's like in so much pain like mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to remember that either i cannot imagine uh, thinking of i'll have to, we'll get to this in a second it gives me the creeps vesna recalled the last thing i remembered was greeting passengers as they boarded then nothing until i saw my parents in my hospital room about a month later wow and when her doctor, her doctor actually showed her a headline from the newspaper. And when he showed her, she fainted. Mm. She like, oh she just God. could not believe it. Hmm. Um, she underwent treatment in a Prague hospital until March 12th, 1972. After which she was flown back to Belgrade. Uh, she was offered a hypnotic injection to help her sleep during the flight back to Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia, but she declined because since she had no memory of the flight, she wasn't afraid of flying. Oh, she wow. Was, you know. What's a hypnotic injection? I guess it somehow maybe puts you under. Put you, yeah, oh, no. okay. Basically like some type of anesthetic yeah, or, anesthetic. or wow. really strong Xanax. <laughs> uh, in Belgrade, uh, Vesna's hospital room is placed under 24-hour police protection because the authorities feared that the perpetrators of the bombing would try and kill her. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's interesting. The guards change shifts every six hours. 
and nobody was allowed to see her except her doctors and her parents. Vesna's hospitalization lasted until 1972, after which she traveled to Montenegro to recuperate at a seaside resort. So she got her vacation, finally, you know, after that ordeal. She deserves it. Did she take that doll with her? Dowel? I don't know. I don't know where that picture. I, it's obviously, creepy. it's from when she was at the hospital. But you guys go look at this picture. It, she's laying in the hospital bed, holding a really creepy doll. That I'm pretty sure she's got a half used cigarette between her fingers. She totally has a cigarette. She's got what is that? That's a cast, right? That's a cast. It's a cast, a doll, but the other hand is a cigarette. I mean, you do she's, you, Vesna. You just she's living her best crash. life for real. She's she. <laughs> She never gave up on her Marlboro Reds. I mean, if I survived that, I'd probably be smoking, too. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'd take up the habit. I'd I'd probably do hard drugs. No. She looks gorgeous, though. I'm not. I know. She looks beautiful for having fallen from the sky. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't you say her skull was crashed and stuff? She did. She looks fine. It's crazy. It's great. We love you, Vesna. Hashtag goals. For real. While she was in hospitalization in Montenegro... Uh, her doctors visited her every two or three days. Uh, while there, she underwent several operations to restore her movement. At first, she could only move her left leg. Then one month after that, she was able to move her right leg. Her parents had to sell both of their cars to pay for the medical debt. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty hard for them. And then within 10 months of her fall, she had regained the ability to walk but she limped for the rest of her life because her spine was permanently twisted. Hmm. <sighs> At least she could walk. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. That's true. They probably didn't think she would be able to. In total, I mean, it's a miracle she survived at that, all. Yeah. I know. But that is I mean, sad to have to deal with for the rest of your life. How does that even happen? It's crazy. In total, she spent 16 months recuperating. Wow. wow. She said, um, nobody ever expected me to live this long. She recounted in 2008. Uh, she att- uh, attributed to her recovery to her Serbian stubbornness and a childhood diet that included chocolate, spinach, and fish oil. It's good, it's good for the heart. Not my diet. Good for this is how you can tell she's not from the United States. Yeah. <laughs> At least I got the chocolate part. We right? would be like, we had Sonic we had... cheeseburgers for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. We're at 44. We're at 44. And Nestle Quick. Oh, good. You guys <laughs> ever tried strawberry Nestle now? Quick? Are Sonics everywhere? They used to not be. I think they're everywhere I think they're now. They're in the U.S. They're not in the other country. Well, they're not. They're in, not in where, every state. They're not in this country oh, that we're talking about. More, more rural California. I know because okay. I have a friend who will like drive an hour because she's. Oh from my here. gosh, well, she's from home. Oh, she's from Oklahoma. And she'll crave it. She lives in L.A. Oh yeah. That's hey Kendall, that's up? true. And she'll find a Sonic to go to. Yeah, mm. that's like us with Brahms. Shout out to the OK Speaking of fish oil, I love sardines with mustard. It's so disgusting. I can't. Yeah, they're and so good. I love seafood, but no. what is it like? Sardines and mustard. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Yikes! Oh, God. Ew! That must be a right Michigan now. thing. I think it should I be hope an everywhere can thing. Sleep in another room after he's eating that. <laughs> Gross! Ugh. Yuck! In- I'm leaving this podcast. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> in September of 1972, Vesna expressed a willingness to resume working as a flight attendant. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, she didn't remember anything, so but I mean, she that was like her dream happened. job. What's the odds that you're going to get bombed again? Well, I guess right? that's a good point. She's like, whatever. I, right, yeah. Um, the airline, though, felt that her presence on flights would attract too much publicity, and they instead gave her a desk job negotiating 
freight contracts, which is kind of like a slap in the face. Like, yeah. mm, no, we we can't have you do your dream job, but you can work at a desk. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of sad. Very nice I, mean, I also feel like the, like these days that'd be totally illegal. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. she became a national hero in Yugoslavia, and her reputation as a Cold War heroine spread to the Soviet Union and other Warsaw Pact countries. Uh, Vesna continued to fly regularly, uh, stating that other passengers were surprised to see her on a flight at all, and they always wanted to sit next to her. <laughs> in 1985, the Guinness Book of World Records recognized her as the world record holder for surviving the highest fall without a parachute. 10,160 meters, or... 33,330 feet. Wow. And this is, a, this is the part that really freaks me out because it's like you can really think of the distance. 6.31 miles oh, is wow. how far she fell. Nope. Wow. That's a big nope. That makes me queasy. Uh, I, I want to know who the previous World War uh, record holder <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, who came in second? <laughs> they were like, oh, we just went five miles. Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, <laughs> well, you did yeah. do your research. <laughs> She received the recognition at a London gala. Oh, this is so sweet from musician Paul McCartney. Oh, because aw, she had always wanted to meet the Beatles. God, I love ABBA. I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fesna was thus officially acknowledged as having surpassed the records of other false survivors, such as Alan Maggie, Nicholas Alkmaid, and Eve. Or Ivan Chizov. I didn't get. They also get bombed and fall from the sky. No, I didn't do research on them. That's a that's a (laughs) that's another podcast. Vesna told reporters that she didn't think of her fall every day, but admitted to struggling with survivor's guilt. Mm, That's sad. Mm. She said, "Whenever I think of the accident, I have a prevailing grave feeling of guilt for surviving it, and I cry. Then I think maybe I shouldn't have survived it all." Vesna declined therapy to help cope with her experiences and instead turned to religion, becoming a devout Orthodox Christian. Because, I mean, what else do you do when you fall 30,000 feet? I mean, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to get me some therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she's all the therapy. But if Electroshock, hey. hydrotherapy. Give me a couple lobotomies. I mean, I guess I if mean, she didn't need it, she didn't need it. But I'd be like, hey, Sign me up for all the classes. She's like a really strong woman. Yeah, she really is. She's amazing. She totally is. She stated that her ordeal had turned her into an optimist, saying, if you can't survive, or if you can survive what I survived, you can survive anything, which is probably true. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I'd say that's a fact. Because no one literally survives that. (laughs) One time I went to um, Brahms, and they didn't have strawberry milkshake, and I said that same quote. If I can survive this, I can survive anything. Isn't it sad to think that a lot of people don't know what Brahms is? (gasps) People don't know what Brahms is? That's a definite Southern thing. Oh my God, you people. Go to Brahms.com. There is the best ice cream in the whole entire world. Fresh Brahms. Uh, The milk is even good. That's the only milk that's good. That's very true. That's very true. If you don't like milk, you're like, ew, gross, it's watery. Try Brahms. Yeah, Brahms is it's the real deal. We love you, Brahms. In the last years of her life, Vesna lived on a pension of 300 euros, roughly 356 US dollars per month in her dilapidated what? Belgrade apartment. What? Yeah, it's pretty oh, shitty. Sad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know what to say when people say I was lucky, she remarked. 
Life is so hard today. Vesna also expressed guilt that her mother and father might not have died so early had she not been aboard that flight, stating that the incident not only ruined her life, but also those of her parents. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's kind of sad. She also occasionally granted interviews and declined numerous requests, most notably from Oprah and the BBC, saying that she was just tired of discussing her fall. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's over it. And Listen, you know, you know, Oprah probably offers her offered her some money for that. I was too. just gonna say, like, I understand that you don't want to talk about it, and I've never fallen from the sky, so I don't get it. But you gotta make some money sometime. Like, do the interviews. Do yeah, they pay you to go on Oprah? I, I the three times I've been on Oprah, they didn't pay me, <laughs> but I assume other people email us, let us know. Do yeah, they pay Oprah, you if you're listening, Oprah. not Oprah, we not Oprah if. We know you're listening. Let us know. WildSocietyPodcast.com, Oprah. On December 23rd, locksmiths discovered Vesna's body in her apartment after forcing open the door. Her friends said that she had struggled with heart ailments in the years leading up to her death. She was buried in Belgrade's new cemetery on December 27th. There was a conspiracy that the plane was accidentally shot down by the Czech military as it was shown on Mythbusters, the TV show. It was um, debunked. So what they were trying to prove actually didn't pan out. It was from the briefcase bombing. She still holds the Guinness Book of World Records for surviving the highest fall without a parachute. Wow. And that was the story of Vesna Volovic. The woman that fell 33,000 feet. That's crazy. Ugh. I hope I never become known as Chad Previch, <laughs> the guy who fell any feet. I fell about five inches and sprang my ankle one time. <laughs> yeah. And I sucked. I, w- I had to wear an air cast. You, did you really? Yeah. You're the Vesna of Ponca City, <laughs> Oklahoma. You only missed Vesna by 32,998 <laughs> feet and... Point seven. That's a crazy story. It was a crazy story. I've never heard that one before. A strong woman. Yeah. If I ever heard of one. Good Um, job, Jordan. Yay. Jordan, that was awesome. It was good. And y'all, listening at home, we have like, seriously, so we have this, I think we talked about this last week, this story sheet. We have like 30 stories already penciled in. So we, there's more coming. Yeah. Lots of good ones. We're so excited. Um, but seriously, let us know if you have ideas for stories or let us know what you think about these stories. Have yeah. you ever fallen from an airplane? We would love to hear that. We'll put you on the show if you've ever fallen <laughs> from an airplane. That's funny you mentioned that because earlier at work today I was bored. So I started a Word document and I was just writing out my wild stories and my murders just in a row. And my everything goes out until like next September. I haven't filled out till yeah. next September. Yeah. Well, <laughs> y'all better listen so we can continue to do this. This is fun. Yeah. yeah, and and with Halloween coming up, we have a lot of creepy Halloween stories penciled in. Definitely. Maybe you'll maybe you'll hear in the next episode why we pass out candy to kids. I just a, just mm. you just guys. I have some crazy murders. So stoked stuff I had never heard about that I really did a deep dive in and learned about. It's crazy, crazy stuff. We're just really excited. We're so happy that. You're listening and following. We hope if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe, scroll down, hit those five stars. It really helps us big time. Follow us on Twitter at Wild Society Pod, on Instagram at, at Wild Society Podcast, or just go to our website where you can find everything wildsocietypodcast.com. We love you guys. Y'all love are the you. Best. We're love so excited. You. 
we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. See ya. ya.